1: It's
2: 9.30 in 7.16. I'm Susan Rose.
3: I'm Brian Mazurowski. Outside right now, cloudy skies. We've got 20 degrees in Buffalo.
2: The Bills came out firing, but had to hold on late to beat Miami in the first round playoff matchup yesterday afternoon.
1: Fakes the handoff to Singletary. Allen looking to run. Now going to fire to Knox. Caught in the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. Somebody get the fire extinguisher. Dawson Knox is as hot as a firecracker.
2: 34-31, final score in a game that was closer than many expected.
3: Bills head coach Sean McDermott on the team after the win.
4: I give our guys credit, man. They hung in there and and they figured out a way to get a win. And and that's what I think one of the things they've been really good at this year. And we definitely uh, have a lot to take out of this game and, and learn from.
3: Josh Allen finishing with 352 yards, passing two touchdowns. Also had a couple of interceptions, though. Three touchdowns, sorry.
4: At halftime, just...
3: Talking to ourselves, settling down, you know, just trying to reset and refocus. The turnovers, they, they they hurt us, you know. Really let them back in the game. You know, up 17 nothing, with chances, and I give them the ball, you know, two times, and give them a touchdown. So uh, it's just things you can't do, and you can't expect to win like that. So some stuff to clean up. They did win yesterday, though, 34-31. The Bills move on.
2: The Bills got a boost this weekend when DeMar Hamlin visited the team at the stadium on Saturday. It was his first visit with them since his on-field emergency January 2nd in Cincinnati. Dean Marlowe has been starting at safety for Hamlin.
1: For him to be in the building, man, it, it brought smiles and happy tears to, to everybody in the building. Um, you know, just to see him walking around healthy, recovering well, Uh you know, we we sat next to him uh, all around the facility and just kind of asked him, you know, a couple questions on how he was feeling and all that kind of stuff. And just all we needed, all we needed was just to see his face um, and see him walking around. Once we knew he was healthy, you know, we kind of had a weight lifted off our shoulders. But then actually seeing him in person, um, it was amazing, man. Uh, every every
2: guy on the team just, you know, was so happy to see him. And. Marlow got an interception yesterday against Miami. Hey,
3: got to feel good to see uh, him uh, around the facility. Um, said to have been, I think he tweeted, that he was watching the game uh, away from the stadium uh, for right now. But hey, good enough to be visiting the team. Great to hear. Uh, Bills will now move on to take on Cincinnati next week. The Bengals beat the Ravens last night 24-17. Easily could have gone the other way, though. Listen to this.
0: He sticks the ball out. The Bengals have the ball. They
1: are running it back. Sam Hubbard with blockers behind him. Hubbard to the Ravens, 40, the 30, the 20, the 10, the 5.
5: Touchdown, Bengals.
3: I I would be that guy in the background (laughs) if that was my team watching that play. Unbelievable. They were Ravens on the goal line, about to score, fumbled the ball. It's recovered, 98 yards, the other way, the Bengals are the ones who get the touchdown and end up advancing with that late play in the game. Absolutely incredible. The two teams now meet up Sunday, 3 o'clock in Orchard
2: Park. And Bill's fans reacting to the win and what's ahead. Just so excited, so excited for the city. I mean, for this to be happening to us this year is just amazing.
0: Less confident. <laughs> we just didn't play that good, and we're going to play a tougher opponent next week.
1: You never
3: underestimate the opponent, and a win is a win no matter how it turns out or
1: how ugly it might have looked on the field. I mean, this place is going to be rocking. There's no doubt about it. We've been Bill's fans for our whole lives. And and when we we were here for the
3: the 90 AFC Championship games, that was electric. This This was close, but next week's game, it's going to be even times 10.
0: If we keep winning, the crazier it's going to get. It was pretty electric today.
2: All right, uh, win is a win.
3: It was pretty electric today. That's, <laughs> I mean, I I said it was the first thing I said to you when I came. First thing I said to Joe, um, I that has to be the longest non overtime game in, in terms of real minutes. Yeah, that has been played it was five it, it took a lot out of you, I think, <laughs> sure uh, as, as you heard right there, even with the excitement. I think a lot of fans who were there just kind of gassed from uh, screaming for four straight hours. Incredible game, and uh, now they move on. We'll be talking more about it throughout the day here on WBEN. Meanwhile, big numbers from bettors across the state.
1: After a full year of mobile sports betting being legal in New York State, the state generated more than $909 million in revenue, which is a new number that tops the nation. The state also announced its total mobile sports wagering handle reached more than $16 billion in its first year of operation. The
4: numbers are mind-boggling and well beyond anything that the state was projecting originally, but when you look at the background of the whole thing, it's kind of understandable. The state, a couple of months ago, published information it said that on any given Sunday in the fall, that there have been 5.7 million wagers placed on online betting in New York State, which is an incredible number and certainly explains why the revenues are so high. That was
1: Ken Creully from PoliticsandStuff.com. As has been pointed out, with the revenue generated from mobile sports betting, it'll be utilized by the state to go towards education. While Friday's announcement from the state comes as show of revenue from the political angle, it also comes as a concern for those who work daily in an attempt to help those with with addiction issues to gambling. Matthew Jose is a clinical social worker specializing with gambling. He says it comes to no surprise to him when he sees the more than $16 billion spent on mobile sports betting in New York. However, his biggest concern going forward with the mobile sports betting scene is with the youth of New York State and the nation. Young people, college age people, gambling is so prevalent. Buffalo, New York is a sports town and we've never been more of a sports town. At this moment, our sports team is on everybody's mind as everything that happens on our sports team and I think gambling is seen differently from other addictive behaviors. It seems like, you know, okay, you know, just, you know, money on the game, make it interesting. And that concerns me about where that could go to, what you're alluding to, higher numbers into the future because we have that double standard of addictive behavior. More on New York's earnings from mobile sports betting over its first year in the state is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News.
2: Brayton, thank you. It is Martin Luther King Jr. Day, a federal holiday honoring the late civil rights leader. It's the first since the top's mass shooting last May 14th, as noted by Buffalo Mayor Byron Brown.
5: It is very hard to believe that nearly 55 years have passed since Dr. King's death, but his words remain extremely relevant. Dr. King uh, once stated, the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. Our community has had its share of both. In a short period of time, you know the challenges that the city of Buffalo has faced and has experienced. I'm not going to recount all of those challenges again today. But with each challenge, we did what we do best in the city of Buffalo. We rallied together, remained resilient, and lifted each other up. Today, it feels more important than ever to follow Dr. King's example and spread messages of hope, love, support, perseverance, and gratitude.
2: And we'll be talking more this morning about Martin Luther King Jr. Day with the Reverend Kinder Pointer from Liberty Church in Buffalo.
1: Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. We're looking at partly to mostly sunny skies for today with high temperatures in the upper 30s. For tonight, clouds will increase with a bit of a wintry mix rolling in after midnight. On Tuesday, could see some freezing rain early in the day, followed by rain showers. Temperatures will be in the low 40s. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Araminkowski.
3: It is Martin Luther King Jr. Day, we welcome on the Reverend Kaiser Pointer, pastor at the Liberty Missionary Baptist Church. Talk a little bit about its significance, um, you know, especially Reverend Pointer, with it being uh, the first MLK day since the top shooting last year. I just want to start with Martin Luther King Jr. Day, um, just in general, year to year. Do you find it keeps its significance? Is it hard in any way for you to? Um, you know, remind people of how significant Martin Luther King was, uh, the entire civil rights movement, or uh, do people have no problem kind of uh, holding that up?
4: Good morning. Thank you for having me on. Um, quite frankly, I I haven't had that as is an issue. As a matter of fact, um, every year as we get um, near this um, commemoration, I get young people asking tons of questions um it's discussed in school so and then you know it's never no topic in school that kids are interested in is treated long enough in school so they then seek other places to ask and i've participated in um about uh four commemorations leading up to today I'm in Troy, New York, this morning. They did a commemoration at the Emma Willard School last night, so I was here for that and um I'll be driving back to Buffalo today to participate in a couple of commemorations um The large celebration um happened at Hands last night um I, I haven't seen it as uh, you know as something that's been the challenge um following um The horrific circumstances that we lived through um, last May, um, I think people are more keenly aware of why it's important to lift up um, the work and life of Martin Luther King Jr. And um, I've had lots of conversations, even um, with my professional colleagues, um, both in, in the community as pastors and um, particularly at the um, at the medical school at Jacobs um, where um, the students are doing a number of things um, to commemorate um, dr. King uh,
2: pastor where do you think we've come as a city since the top shooting last may 14th
4: uh, i think uh, I think we're still grieving and suffering um, it was the most horrific thing any of us can remember. Um, you know, we didn't, we weren't deployed in say Vietnam or in the Gulf war or in in Afghanistan, the vast majority of us. So this would be the most horrific thing that we suffered. And I think as I'm talking to people, it's still very poignant in their minds and in their psyches and, um, I think it's important for us to continue to have conversations, to continue to learn and embrace each other, and um, to recognize that um, healing is exactly that. It takes time. It doesn't happen instantaneously. And part of it takes some work. Have people
3: had the time to... I mean, really come to grips with this because you think about it. I mean, this happens and you have the immediate aftermath. And then just in the past uh, week or so, the blizzard, you know, all these other concerns. We had two significant snowstorms in a short period of time in this community. It seems like it's one thing after another that might prevent you from taking the time to kind of sort through your own thoughts and feelings.
4: Well, I think what those things have done is they've pointed out to us just how valuable and precious life is. And then, of course, um, on the international stage, um, you know, we watched um, the Monday night football game that DeMar Hamlin uh, was injured in. Um, we watched that with great horror. And um, I think we may be feeling a tad bit bitten. Um, and see, you're right. It's been one thing after another. So I don't believe people have had um, the only the one thing. But, but, but life is that way, though. Life doesn't let you stop to grieve over the, the difficulties that life presents. And it certainly doesn't allow you the time to grieve when someone intentionally injures you. Um, you know, you, you kind of carry that with you with every breath. Um, the, the, the really good thing is that, um, that we've been able to do this as a community. So, uh, no one should be isolated. And I would say to anyone who is feeling lonely, please reach out to anyone, someone, uh, as a matter of fact, um, I'm listed if you want, um, you can call me, but, um, please don't suffer in silence and in solitary.
2: You know, the DeMar Hamlin story, as you just mentioned, I mean, it's it's been uplifting for Western New York and really for the country. In a way, has it brought this community together and could it last?
4: Well, I certainly hope it lasts and it has been uplifting. As a matter of fact, it was topic kind of a good discussion. Um, briefly here in Troy um, last night, but it points directly to the work of Martin Luther King, because Martin would say, it said actually that um, uh, darkness cannot drive out, uh, uh, darkness cannot drive out light, and hatred cannot drive out, um, the difficulties we face, but only love can do that. And so, um, you know, the immediate response and, in you know, and, and Demar's response is critically important in this. And, um, I, I commend him for the way in which he is continuously saying, you know, I love you. We don't do that enough. And, um, We should, because, listen, we share this planet together, and the only way we do that well is to acknowledge and to love each other.
3: Great message, and thank you once again. The Reverend Kinsher Pointer, pastor at the Liberty Missionary Baptist Church, joining us live on MLK Junior Day.
4: That's 9.30
1: in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo.